Welcome back to episode 89 of the Bridge Podcast. Gabe and I are in person, face-to-face doing this. I'm yeah, I just, I just realized that the Zoom call we have, when I watch the recording since I'm muted, it's not going to work. Oh, no, no, we'll still have the footage yeah. from your recording. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I thought it'll show both of us in that report. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. I thought I was going to have some fire content for today and not have it recorded. <laughs> it's it's 48 on a Friday night. And, and I wouldn't rather be anywhere no, else. No, me either. Me either. Sam yeah. and I were actually, before we get in, we're sitting at the kitchen table just talking like we normally do. And, uh, just sitting there like dude we were saying so much gold and that's why i told him i was like dude i we wish we had the, the mic on <laughs> i wish we had the microphone right on and uh it reminded me of why we even started dude mm. like we had these conversations at like a restaurant we had a conversation outside of the gym mm-hmm. sam the old gym that sam used to work at we had a conversation out there and dude and at the y <clears throat> at the y oh back after we hit a Lakewood. workout mm-hmm. At the in that room, we sat yeah. down and we recorded that upside down video. Yeah. <laughs> Flip it upside down. Yeah, dude, that's where we started. That's crazy. It's wild. All right, the quote of today: Your future is compounding interest composed of what you do today. Delayed return on investment. Mm. All right. The main subject of today's podcast: We're gonna break down the Murph, the Memorial Day workout in tribute of our fallen soldiers that gave us the the freedom that we have today. So for those of us that are unfamiliar with the Murph workout, it was named after, um, I believe it was a Navy SEAL. I'm almost like 95% sure. But the workout, um, one mile run, 100 pull-ups, 200 push-ups, 300 squats, finishing with the one mile run, in a 20 pound weighted vest if you have one or can do it in one so yeah um like sam said just first of all gratitude and like i'm so thankful and blessed for all the soldiers that have done so much for me to have this freedom in life to be able to do the things that i do and it was definitely like an interesting workout you know it's one of those things where you know it's going to suck. Well, it's not the first time you've done it, right? No, okay. it's my third or fourth. Yeah. Second time with weight. Yeah, I would um, say my second time with weight, fourth time total, I think. Yeah, because we did our first, first one together. One, yeah, yeah. Sam did it with weight. I didn't. Um, but yeah, yeah, like, you know you're going to hit that brick wall. Mm. It's just a matter of time when and what you do when you hit it. Yeah. That was every, so workouts like these, they're longer, over half an hour, right? Mm-hmm. Unless you're super fit and finishing within that half hour. Um, if so, time. please register CrossFitGames.com. Yeah, yeah, get out and stop listening and go. <laughs> you don't need that. <laughs> no, but. Um, Let me know some tips and tricks, yeah, actually. <laughs> yeah. But workouts like those is what David Goggins recalls, putting your brain in an icebox. Mm. It's you get. And that's what you look forward to and what you dread, because in that moment, whether you like it or not, the true you creeps out or the you that maybe you're suppressing the entire time because mm. you're not in comfort. You're not at home thinking about it. You're in pain, man. You're in pain. And then that voice starts creeping in like, man, just slow down. Stop. 
take the backpack off take the backpack do it without it's okay and it's just like you have to it's literally every second you're fighting that voice because it'll come and hit you i remember when it hit me man i was like how did you what is your first inst like what did you do i knew i knew it was coming but i was like i've done this before i could do it again uh -huh. but i it was interesting for me so i learned something in every workout like this that i do but I'll take you through kind of how I, I was the only one, my girlfriend and I were doing it together. She started before me. Um, and I started kind of like in the middle while she was doing it. But anyways, I, I had, you know, my pull bar, it was at the perfect height to where I barely had to jump to get it, not wasting uh -huh. any energy. I had a plyo box next to me, stood up on the tall end, chalk, tissues, garbage can, water, yeah, whiteboard. So I didn't even have to bend over to get anything. It was just like reach over, grab it, had a fan right in front of me. So I go do my run, come back in. I'm getting into the, the pull-ups, push-ups, air squats. Mm -hmm. And I did it the 20 rounds of the 5, 10, 15. Yeah. So I get to around 10 or 11. And I found myself every single rep, depending on if I was doing a squat or pull-up, I would be changing, you know, where I was in terms of the height and the fan height. I was like searching for comfort. I was like, okay, maybe if I take a breath now, overpace underpace this mm. i'll get more comfortable mm. or like making sure the fan is perfectly positioned to get more comfortable and then in that moment i was like i was like, hold up like in my head while i'm doing like the purpose of this isn't to search for comfort like that's not why i'm doing this so i was like man i walked up to the fan i turned it the opposite way of me oh. i was like i'm not searching for comfort anymore i was like how much more can i make this hurt and that's when it was just mindset shift of not oh shit i'm in pain it's like let's go i'm in pain i'm you know we're mm -hmm. pushing through and that doesn't mean the rest of the workout was easy because i almost dude i was dry heaving i almost gagged my mile after that over 10 minutes like i was barely one running it was an accelerated walk mm -hmm. go for that first half until i can like move my legs again but i told myself i was like just don't walk just move just mm -hmm. move but the whole thing was the point isn't to search for comfort and then it got me thinking because all you can do during a workout like that is think mm -hmm. it got me thinking like where are other areas in my life where i'm missing the point of it shouldn't be comfortable mm. i'm not trying to search Hold for up. Comfort it shouldn't life. be it shouldn't be comfortable the goals that i'm striving for the work that i'm putting in it shouldn't be comfortable make it hurt suffer for it that's what Murphy that that reminded me of to do something uncommon, you have to make uncommon decisions. Mm. Whatever, like if that means, like I said the other day, it was pouring rain. I was driving in the YMCA, about to hit a workout. I'm like, hold up, it's pouring rain. This is a great opportunity to go for a run. Turn around. Mm. I was on my way to the gym. Turn around, go back, find. Um, my shoes, throw on my running shoes, do some like air squats, get some like mobility mm -hmm. in whatever before I go. It starts pouring even more. And I'm like, perfect. Popped out my phone, took a mm -hmm. video from mm -hmm. my guy, Jesse Itzler, my bro. And I said, perfect running weather. And as soon as I got in the rain, like 10 minutes after it started to die down a little bit, it was still coming down. And I was like, like you said, and stuff like that, you can't do anything but think. Mm. And I thought to myself, Gabe, I haven't had a lot of time to think you know, spend time with myself, like literally. Mm -hmm. And when you go on those runs in the rain where you don't have your phone, you don't have your AirPods, it's you, literally just you. Yeah. And I ran for like three to four miles. I don't know exactly what it was, but that's when I found that I'm like having the oh shit moments of 
it's not it shouldn't be comfortable and it's like I was bred for this daily stoic mm-hmm. I was born for this and just thinking of that dude I don't know I was fired up and when I came back inside dad was like yeah where did you get caught did you get caught in the downpour oh. and I said no I went out in the downpour mm. Mm. that's that's like and the whole idea is this is practice for me Sam like this is practice for when life throws that curveball at me and I'm gonna hit the freaking home run because mm. I've I've seen I've delivered that curveball to myself thousands of times already mm. through the gym through fitness through reading through writing my book like when when life hits me with that like try me you got your reps in literally you gotta get your reps in and it, there will never be a time where I don't need reps there's no like there I say this all the time when I make it it'll mean everything and nothing mm. but there's never a time where it's like a checklist and it's like oh Gabe you're a savage right. check off right. it's like no it's consistent action and work and that's what Murph made me do because I hadn't worked out in a while. I even told Sam, I was like, dude, I don't know if I should do it. Like I'm going to torch my body. And Sam, Sam called me out. <laughs> if you want to put it that way, uh, some of you close friends will know what he said to me, but, um, and I did it. And I posted a video after my Instagram, but like in the moment, dude, I was like, man, it's so easy to say, like what I just said mm-hmm. in the podcast studio, I'm comfortable right now. Yeah. But in that moment, I was like, motivation doesn't mean shit inspiration Mm, doesn't mean anything and it was just me and me and that's when I said forget my time forget this I'm not walking and I'm doing this at my pace however long that takes Mm. and I'm not going to cheat any single rep if I lose count I'm underestimating versus overestimating and that's I'm touching my chest every single time to the Mm -hmm. ground and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and that was my Murph experience Mm. I love how you said that when you were going on the run in the rain, the being like truly being with yourself. Mm-hmm. I think that scares it should scare people, but it should also being comfortable with digesting you. Mm. It's like, like sometimes like you got, I gotta tell my when I'm giving myself a hard time and I got problems I'm trying to sort out with myself, it's like Sam, like. You and me, buddy. <laughs> We're gonna be here forever, so we might as well, might as well get along. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, the, the being with yourself, and I think that's something that you know, putting the phone down and like you said, like working out is a great way to forcefully be with yourself, mm-hmm. especially when you're not listening to music and you don't have any external factors coming in. Yeah, but uh, and that's something that I actually have really enjoyed, like switching on my training and doing Olympic weightlifting is like. If you're not there, you're yeah. going to hurt yourself. If you're not 110% invested, you know, you're going to hurt yourself. Right. And it's like having that attention and focus, but also it's like realizing how much of my day I can just sit on my phone and pull oh, it out yeah, for a yeah. bit. And it's like, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, there's this one song, I can't remember what it's called, but it's like at the end of my life, I'm not going to wish I did this or that, that. You know, it's like I'm gonna spend time with the people I love. That's what I'm gonna wish I did more of. And and you think about how much time you're gonna spend scrolling on your phone. Like I, I write about this in my book. At the end of my life, 
I know I'm not going to say, I wish I spent more time on my phone, period. Mm. Speaking of end of life, I am scared of regret. Fuels me every day. Mm. Just at the, if I live a long, nat, you know, life, have a natural death at an old age, and the thoughts coming in of the regret of what I, you know, didn't do or maybe played it safe in certain areas, that scares me to the point of taking action every day. I don't know about it. If you died tomorrow, would you have regret? I don't think so. I have made, I'm definitely living my life a lot differently. And we were talking about this earlier mm-hmm. now than I was a year and a half ago, two years ago. I've under, I've understood the growth and why it happened. So I'm not blaming myself for doing the things that, you know, maybe the way I was living my life two years ago. Mm-hmm. Cause right now the way I'm living it, I don't think I have any regrets. I've, I've done what I think I've, you know, needed to do and I'm continuing to do that. Yeah. What about you? I feel like I'm at a tug of yes and no. Mm. And I think that comes from having high expectations of myself, but also realizing that I am, I'm always striving, but I'm not attached. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yes, no, I know what you mean. But I know I'm going to do some, some crazy, like have crazy impacts on people in life. And I, I don't think that is uh boastful or whatever mm-hmm. but i know that and i'm gonna like i'm taking those steps today i'm not waiting until this happens or this happens yeah. but i think if i if i actually did die tomorrow who knows um i'd be proud of myself mm-hmm. and be able to be proud of the things that i did and how i valued relationships and things like that gotcha so gotcha mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting to go there. Yeah, me either. Yeah. I feel like, well, like, for, to anything to start, anything you start with, it should start with the end. With the end of life. Yeah. I write about that in my book, too. Mm. To start, you must realize the finish, the end. So, you know, like, my goal, right, is to, like, value relationships, impact people's lives, and show them that they can do their passion and their dreams and make a career out of it at whatever age they want, you know, especially as a 19 year old. But I, to do that, I have to realize the end. What do I want to be remembered for? Mm. How am I going to be able to go to God and say, God, I maxed out with the things that, with the talents you gave me, but also the skill and effort I put in mm. with the things that you blessed me with. Yeah. And it's like realizing that. And then I take it back to the beginning and that's how I act every single day every single week, every single month, and then it compounds. Yeah. <clears throat> that every single day and the compounding goes right back to that quote, mm. that your future is compounding interest. It's crazy how much, like if you've been in fitness or something, you've seen it's any a direct growth, correlation. Yeah, and it's, it's an obsession. Mm. Once you see growth, you're like hungry for it. Mm. Self-improvement project self-improvement is contagious it's like i don't know the word i was looking for like once you see a little bit of it i'm like yeah like i'm unlocking something you know like i'm tapping in i think that that stems to also like the belief in yourself the self-efficacy of of saying like hey like 
I am. I'm allowed to improve. Mm. Mm. Allow yourself mm. to improve. Believe in yourself. Trust yourself. Ego is the enemy, but believe in yourself, right? Yeah. And something that I try to always tell myself and um, with the gym and how right now I have to wear all the caps of trainer, you know, marketing, doing the business side of everything. And it's like, I don't sell gym memberships. Mm -hmm. I don't sell gym memberships. I, I, I allow people to believe in themselves again that's what i do that's the trade currency and it's like i'm not i've never had official salesman training but it's something when you know someone walks in the gym and you know they're looking to get a membership it's something that i have to do and it's like it's not how i'm looking at it and when i whenever i get i don't i'm not a salesy person and i'm not pushy with it and whenever i i get you know someone new in the gym and they're like you know kind of you know teeter-tottering whether they want to go through with anything or not it was like i take the pressure from like listen I'm not a salesman. I don't sell gym memberships. I allow people to believe in themselves again. That's mm -hmm. what fitness did for me. And that's what my mission is for other people mm -hmm. is to build a culture of trust and self-efficacy. And I think that's beautiful how you like you built this passion. You did it yourself. You built a passion around it. You figured out how you're gonna teach it to others. Mm -hmm and how you're gonna not only teach it but live it so they see it and then and that relates all back to the culture culture isn't something that you can go buy at a store mm -mm. you can't order culture on amazon mm -mm. right it culture is no built. no drop shipping no no, two days, no nothing culture is built every single day by tiny little actions and it count, that's that's when when i'm making decisions it's about what is the culture and the standard that i'm setting for myself for my business and for my clients because mm -hmm. culture is a trade-off when you have that culture and you build that culture it's strong yeah and that just made me think of that quote it's like I'm doing today what others don't. So tomorrow I can do, do what well, others yeah. can't. Mm. And I can tell it too, the culture of businesses, the culture of, you know, the environment you're in. The culture of your inner circle, man. Oh yeah. Culture doesn't mean positive. It's a, both culture can be negative. It can be unhealthy, but culture can also be positive. Culture is just that blank blank slate statement it mm. can go both ways yeah in culture of an inner circle is yeah i started realizing all the people i hang out are older than me mm. that's something me too and <laughs> something that uh ibrahim came on the podcast and he talked about it. he's like dude the average age of people i hang out with are like 50 mm -hmm. you know, or i talk to most and uh yeah it's just like surrounding yourself with those people and the thing is when you surround yourself with those people that are doing things it doesn't seem like out of the norm for you to chase your dreams or something. Mm. Like when I, I hang around Sam most, Sam chases his dreams. Sam is living, you know, his passion. He's made it into his career and he continues to put in work every day. You know, James is over in Seattle putting in work every day with real estate. Like that's what he wanted to do. And that was a huge step for him, mm -hmm. right? And it's like surrounding myself with those people. It doesn't, it makes my goals seem like, yeah, I can mm -hmm. do this too. 
and I got this tribe behind me that's like hell yeah, yeah. you can do that too I got your back you got my back and that's what it's all about and a tribe like that will never try to hold you back or comment negatively on that that dream and that mm-hmm. mission it's because they know the grind too right and you know? they, but the thing is they'll be honest mm. and with whatever relationship it is like being honest when someone's honest with you you can take that critical feedback or whatever it is out of love. Like Dr. John Dugan, when I had him on the podcast, he's like, you got to look at feedback coming from a love standpoint. And when it comes from that, that's when you can't go wrong. Mm. And that's, that's what hits, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it's when you can call your own boy out on his, you know, as a statement from love. Yeah. Like I call Sam out every time about how he's not writing his book or he's not doing his speaking gigs yet. Cause I told him, I was like, I'm like, Sam, you need, I'm like, yeah, we joke, whatever, but you need to do this now. And I told mom about it too. And mom's like, Oh, he's got all this time. I'm like, no, he doesn't. He needs to do this now. But it's like, understand, like that's real talk, you know, cause you don't realize it, but people need to hear your story. Everyone thinks that my story isn't special. Like, no, 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 it is. It, no, like really, like every single person's story is special because something you've gone through, gotten through is something that someone's going through and needs you to tell them. And that's why with my Instagram posts, I don't give a shit about posting every day because I know someone out there sees it. Even if I don't know them, mm-hmm. even if I don't see them, I know someone's impacted from it. Because I've, first of all, I've had people reach out to me separately and say it, but also I just have the confidence in myself that this message is impacting someone and it, this is my destiny. Mm. This is what I was put here on earth for. I love that. That's period, you know? I don't know what to say after that. Yeah, really. Back to Murph, right? Yeah, back to Murph. What? I did, I did turn on Rocky music. Mm-hmm. about a third of the way and going the distance on the loop oh yeah um yeah. as i was going on my second run i had a lot of looks at me crazy in the streets of lakewood and then i also saw these two guys carrying a case of beer and i went to go fist bump the dude and he didn't fist bump me and i was like i needed that and then he goes oh you got this man like, oh. <laughs> but i didn't walk at all which i was super proud of yeah so but it's just like i literally got to the point where i was like forget the time mm-hmm. forget this like it shouldn't be comfortable right it shouldn't be comfortable it shouldn't be comfortable all right let's wrap it up there to everyone out there listening thank you as always love yeah. you <laughs> love you episode 89 in the books i feel like there's more i want to say dude what, what do you want to say what's on your heart First off, gratitude. Mm. I've been thinking about that a lot lately. I know this episode isn't revolved around that. And I I post a lot about my gratitude, but it's like, in my gratitude journal, before I write something down, I take a deep breath. Mm -hmm. What am I grateful for today? And I'm like, my family. being alive like dude you know how crazy it is we literally went through a pandemic and i still have the opportunity to have family members alive like blessings like thank you Mm -hmm. 
And it's like, man, I got these eyes to see, legs to walk. And everyone's like, oh, whatever, you know, like, oh, you probably think I'm up. goofy, but like, yeah. dude, like, I didn't wake up with eyes to see and legs to walk and like fingers. Like, God couldn't make my fingers not work and I couldn't write my book. Yeah. You know, like, why was that? But he purposely waking up on purpose. You were woken up on purpose. You were chosen. You were like, I, I don't, man, that's the thing too. Like, whatever you believe in, you believe in, right? I'm not like pushy Christian, you know? Yeah, I'm going to talk about God, whatever. But if your God is this person or this, that, that, like, I can appreciate that. And I, I understand that. Mm -hmm. But like, just realizing that, like, we're so blessed is something that was on my heart to say. It would always, I can say from experience, gratitude will always pull you out of whatever rut, bad mental state you're in. It's just the little things. That's it's the thing, the, dude, like. I specifically remember, so you know the, that that quote, um, comparison is the thief of joy? Yeah. And then there's another one, too, that says comparison is kind of good. Yeah. If you can compare yourself to someone who's less fortunate. Yeah. yeah I don't yeah. know how they worded it, but same thing. So I don't really know what happened, but I do remember, I have this this very vivid memory. Uh, I think it was my sophomore, either sophomore or early junior year um, in college. That's weird to say now, but <laughs> sophomore to junior year in college. I don't know. I was not about school very much. I couldn't see oh, why knew. I was doing the things that I was doing in terms of class. And so I was walking to class on like a, for an 8 a.m. class. It was maybe like 7.50, walking around campus. And I'm just like, dude, screw this. Like I was like straight up, turn around, about to go back to my dorm and just call it a day. And just, I was like, I need to. I was bad mental state, mm -hmm. bad mental state. Walking class, walking class, and then another student up in front of me. I see him across the street. He's in an electronic wheelchair. He's got a back, his backpack hung across the back end. His wheelchair. He's just doing his thing, man. Crossing the street, going to class, and I'm like. Well, I'm a fucking piece of shit. That mm. I just really spit in the universe faces and say, screw mm. this, you know, poopy pants out here. Not like totally, but really poop. I was being a poopy pants mm. out here, like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing and everything. And here's my man up here, can't walk. He got up this morning. He said, let's go, let's get it. Mm. So went to class. He inspired me, man. Mm. I Dude, like, I'm willing to complain. I got a healthy body healthy mind i got the i got the guy bumps bro i don't think i'll ever forget that because even now if i start getting poopy pants i'll still think back to him i'm like that guy's probably st still doing his thing still going through life he's he didn't have an excuse he had the excuse to stop he can't walk but he just said sure i'm gonna keep doing it that that's everything yeah. like Oh, since I still live in BG, if I ever see him around, I'm gonna Thank go up him. to him and talk to him, man. That's just yeah. like the story with Harry and mom. Mm. That always hits me. Yeah, gratitude. It's so powerful. It's like, like even seeing my grandparents or something like that. Mm. Just like so grateful. For that opportunity it's like again i'll say it a thousand times and i'll forever live by this it's like 
we are so blessed. Like the opportunity to go to college is amazing. The opportunity that I got to go to St. Ed's is amazing. The opportunity I got to live in two houses growing up, amazing, you know? Yeah, whatever, parents get divorced. So what, I got two Christmases, right? You know, the positive and everything, but like starting with gratitude, it doesn't matter how much money you're making, whatever. I know Gary Vee talks about it a lot and everyone's going to say, oh, Gabe, you have no experience of making money, you know, like you, you have experience it... not making money, though. Yeah. <laughs> but the I... thing is, like, like, if I'm happy with what I have now and that's literally almost nothing, nothing's going to take me away from yeah. when I get And I see where it comes from when it's usually the people with money that say, hey, listen, this money happiness thing isn't a thing. Mm-hmm. And it's always coming from the people with money right? too. Um, but as we were talking about earlier, we were talking about the Ohio lottery and- Yeah, know, I don't want to win the vaccine mill. Yeah, he doesn't want to win the mill. I, I, I asked dad if I could withdraw my name if there's somewhere. I, uh, I was thinking about it the other day. I was driving and I was like, if I won the million right now and I had- after taxes, God knows how much money left over. Uh, <laughs> Probably like 600000 That's what I was thinking. Maybe a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, who knows? But anyways, and I had that amount of money in my bank right now. Uh, I would still wake up at 4.15 in the morning and go run my business. Something that I've also told myself and I'm making a goal. That 2007 ship brown Toyota Corolla. <laughs> dude, I'm driving that thing into the ground. <laughs> Literally. I'm I thought that about that the other day, too. <laughs> if I... This talk about some serious commitment to ego and anatomy. If I get it, like, and I have money, like money to where like I can go buy a car and be like, doesn't break me a sweat. I think I'm gonna drive some ugly cars. But anyways, I was like, I was driving my car and I was like, if I get the mill, I don't think I'm gonna go buy a new car. I don't think I'd go crazy. It wouldn't change the internal mm. to a point I would be able to maybe get a new car you know every time I get in that beam or whatever but yeah I fuck with me. Dude, it's, it's metal but yeah. some rubber around mm. it I don't know I just didn't think that my life would change too much yeah yeah I don't know it's yeah. weird to think about but it's also like everything's talk until it actually happens and you have the you know ability to yeah I know but I'm gonna spend win. a million but <laughs> I'm telling you, dude, I'm going to win. I'm trying to verbalize the feeling that I had. You want to know what my feeling was? I don't know. It was My feeling was, my feeling was, holy shit. And then it was, I can't, I can't win. And then it was, should I donate some of the money? And then I like heard God say, donate it all. (laughs) And then I was like, (laughs) but God, no, (laughs) but God, no. (laughs) But like, it sounds like, hold on, hold on. Gabe didn't win the mill, and I didn't win the mill. <laughs> but I'm gonna win. Gabe thinks he's he's winning it. I talked to my dad to see if I can get my name removed. I do not want to win this million dollars. If I do win, I'm I, I kid you not, I'm gonna donate it all, and this will be evidence. Mm. If I if I well, it's either I donate it all or I take a bus and I drive around the country. Some Charlie, I don't know the dude's last name. I think it's Demilio, but I thought that was some other per- famous person. But he like gives out money to people, but like. 
people whose stories they like submit to something and mm-hmm. he like surprises them. I might do that, but there's no way I'm keeping the money. Mm-hmm. Like, sorry, mom. Sorry. Sorry, dad. Oh, but the, the, what I thought about too is like giving my grandparents money, like on my mom's side. <laughs> the thing is, dude, the work that they do, all they know is work. They keep on working. Yeah. You, literally, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? But um, yeah, no, no. And I think people would, the fact of the matter is that yeah, maybe this will take off my speaking career is me winning the mill and giving it all away. But I will, I am not accepting a handout, period. Mm. That's my point of view from it is I will not accept a handout because my whole philosophy is I came from this, I came from that and I made it for, you know? So this is, this brings up an interesting point about not accepting a handout. You're grinding for it, right? You're grinding hard. for the no, million no, no, or just, just in wait, life? Just wait, just wait. Oh, not accepting a handout. You're talking about like a sign from the universe or something? No, no, I'm okay. saying someone wants to help you or something wants to help you and you not having the self-awareness of where you're at and not accepting it. I'm going to say self-made is a lie. True. And that's self-made not what I said by not a handout. I know, I know, I know. But I'm just saying, too, like, a handout doesn't have to be money. A handout can be a connection. Yeah. It could be time. It could yes. be a reference. If you're strictly like, hey, no handouts. If I look at it from a business standpoint and I want a million dollars, you know how much I can do with that for a business? And that's not a handpoint. That's me taking what I can get. And that's me being scrappy. Mm-hmm. I'm sc- starting from not, I'm talking about a parking lot with two 10 pound dumbbells to where I am now in a 3000 square foot facility. I'm getting scrappy, man. Right. I'll take, I'll take what I can get and I'm going to run with it for as long as I can run with it. True. True. Very true statement. And what you say is very true. When I said like, I'm going to make it because of me and no, I'm not going to make it because of me. Uh, obviously you can go a, a long way alone you'll go furthest together with people and it's like obviously people like you mom dad you know my close friends and the relationships I've built with like podcast guests mm-hmm. and things like that definitely um, I'm yeah, here yeah. because of them but I don't know man it's, it's, it's understand that everything that happens for whether you're you know it's all me who did it it's not everything that happens good or bad it's because of the people that you're around. Yeah, it could well. just be like... I mean, at the end of the day, you're making the decision, but the impact that the people around you have, you become that. Mm. Whether they want to help you and build with you and you buy in, and you know, you guys are just growing together or it's the teardown together and everyone just holds each other back. And mm. I'm, I'm in the position that I am today because of the people that believe in me and I believe in people. And you believe in you. And I believe in me too. And everything comes up together. Mm. That's heat. I'm not self-made. I never will be. I don't want to be self-made. I want to be able to say, hey, I'm where I'm at now because she helped me out because he helped me out. He was kind enough to give me 10 minutes of time. Ego is the enemy. That's right. I wouldn't have had my first gym if I didn't walk into a mechanic's garage and some dude sees a some 20-year-old kid walking is like, hey, uh, trying to start a gym. Do you have like a couple square feet of space I can you know, put a barbell at? And he was like, well, I have this old garage. Ego is the enemy. It's my life, man. Shout out Ryan Holiday. Mm-hmm. We'll be connect- We'll be in touch soon, bro. Um, Extreme gratitude. 
extreme gratitude. I still don't win the, want to win the million dollars. Take your money back. You got anything else to say? I hope I don't win the I'm million dollars. I'm not going to go to bed. It's 924. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm cooking. Um, Why do we keep doing this at night? When we, when we started off with the podcast, <laughs> we used to have like a great probably half an hour conversation and then like oh let's start and then we started like but um yeah just that's all i got gratitude so hope I, got. I don't win the million dollars murph was awesome live your life don't don't care what other people think some people yes but not all love you guys peace